It's not October, but everyone is mad at Dave Roberts. What did he do and why is everyone so up in arms about it? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a trade involving a former Dodger who went to the Yankees and who closes out a trade that the Dodgers made a couple, a few years ago. And Yoshinobu Yamamoto could be worth a lot more money than maybe we all expected. Should the Dodgers pay that? That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us where we find podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Lockdown Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, all you got to do is listen or watch every day. We greatly appreciate that. If this is your first time listening or watching, you are doing the first step of becoming an everydayer. And I'm Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host, Jeff Snyder. And we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent pretty much uh, most of our lives that we can remember watching the Dodgers. We've also covered the Dodgers. We've done this podcast for a few years now. And, uh, you know, we're outside of our real life, uh, the, 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 our, our uh, other life, we have around the Dodgers. So we're here to talk about that, give some what we believe is smart and rational thoughts and, uh, you know, at times maybe irrational to you. But uh, regardless, you don't have to agree with everything. You just have to listen. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because I probably have some feelings about uh, some of the things that happened on Tuesday that are maybe different than yours. And uh, yeah, Jeff, the, the first thing that kind of happened, Dave Roberts spoke to the media and he let it be known that the Dodgers met with Shohei Otani, that he is their top priority, that the meeting went well, he thinks, and yeah, pretty much put it all out there in a sense of what literally happened. Um, There was a report a few days ago from Jeff Passan that said that teams that leaked information or leaked about whatever with Otani would kind of be frowned upon. I think there's an argument of semantics here, but uh, I'll, I'll push it over to you first. Yeah. Yesterday we talked about what the word everyday means and maybe today, The question is, what does the word leak mean? And it's not quite as clear as the word everyday. Uh, That one has a a clear definition. The word leak, you know, is a manager saying, yeah, we met with this dude four days ago. Is that a leak? Like, and, you know, it comes down to, we don't know what's important to Shohei Otani. That's been the theme of his free agency all along. We know, presumably because somebody leaked it to Jeff Passan, that uh, Shohei's camp frowns on leaks. Uh, so a little bit of irony there. Um, but, you know, what does that mean? For me, if I was saying no leaks, it would be, I don't want it to be a circus every time he meets with a team. Uh, there was zero doubt in anybody's mind by Tuesday morning that Shohei Otani had either met with the Dodgers or was going to meet with the Dodgers. And so the fact that Dave Roberts confirmed, yeah, we met with him four days ago. Uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a leak to me. Uh, and, and just the fact that, I mean, 
if Shohei and, and his agent Nesbolello have a no leak policy, surely that was communicated to the teams, which would include Dave Roberts. Uh, you know, and so I, I was very confident in my stance that Dave Roberts wouldn't be talking about it if it was a violation of of Nez and Shohei's wishes. I got a little bit less confident about that uh, when Brandon Gomes talked, seemed genuinely surprised that Roberts had said that. You know, everybody, there's so much body language reading that Dave Roberts, right after he was done with his press conference, he looked at his phone and got a really serious look on his face. So people are speculating that he was getting texts from his bosses and getting called on the carpet. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Uh, you know, maybe he just has RBF, you know, and when he's reading a text message, maybe that's just his, I'm reading a text face. Uh, so I, I, I'm not interested necessarily in trying to read his mind, but I still think that if Shohei Otani wants to play with the Dodgers, he's not going to let the fact that the Dodgers manager confirmed that they met with him four days ago when the Dodgers kept it a secret. Nobody knew at the time. Nobody has reported that. They they kept it, that a secret. There were no leaks. So confirming it four days later doesn't seem like a, a good reason to uh, pull out of a deal if he wants to play with the Dodgers. The dictionary.com definition of leak in this sense is to allow to become known as information given out covertly. This was not uh, this was allowed to be known, not covertly. Dave Roberts said it. He's the manager and, at a press conference. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you go by the word leak, the Blue Jays not saying anything, but we know that he met with the Blue Jays because of a Ken Rosenthal article. That's a leak in some sense, maybe not from them directly, but it was a leak. The fact that we know Shohei was in the Bay Area and, and met with Buster Posey and them. The Giants didn't announce that. It became known through various ways. And, you know, whether it was leak or not, that's what a leak is. So for the Dodgers, they just said that we did that. That's not a leak. That's just telling what it was. Again, it's all, I think it's all overblown in general. Anyways, if the Dodgers don't sign Shohei Tanya, I know there's probably going to be fans that are going to blame Dave Roberts. But, you know, that wait, fans might blame Dave Roberts for something? Those are the same fans that were going to blame Dave Roberts regardless. So, yeah, for me, I don't think any of this really matters. I don't think, you know, I think where Roberts, I think, I think where maybe Brandon Gomes was kind of sketchy on all this is that you don't know exactly, he, maybe he doesn't know exactly what you can say that it's, that's considered tampering. And what Dave Roberts did, you know, a couple of reporters said it wasn't tampering. You can talk about, you know, what you've done or whatever, but you just can't do anything that would, cause a player stock to go up or down in any way and you know him meeting with the Dodgers I guess technically could make his stock go up which I don't think they're as as concerned about anyways so yeah I think it's it was a fun story for the day and it made for you know a lot of hoopla on social media but at the end of the day like it wasn't leaked Dave Roberts said it and I would imagine that if there was some something in the meeting that said, Hey, we don't want you to say anything. And Dave Roberts said something, then yeah, that would be an issue. But if he was confident enough to say it, I don't believe that that was said in any meeting that they had. Yeah. I would guess Brandon Gomes stance. And if Roberts did get a, a lecturing text, it was more along the lines of remember our policies did not mention any free agent by name, just to avoid even the appearance of tampering. 
Uh, I, I would guess it's not specific to Otani, uh, but you know, no, nobody's going to misconstrue this as tampering. You know, it, it could still, even if it causes stock to go up, then it could be the owners who are mad, you know, and, and crying tampering, uh, which is a thing, but in a court of law, like that all the defense attorney would have to say was, okay, did you really think the Dodgers weren't going to meet with Otani? Like, do, do you really think that Otani's value went up because the Dodgers confirmed something that everybody already knew? And so, you know, there's no tampering there. And I don't think there's any, uh, anything that Otani and his agent will construe as leaking. Um, it does reinforce my desire for the Dodgers to sign Otani uh, just, just to put this to bed, because I don't want to deal with people saying that it was because of Dave Roberts leak, you know, um, so I, I still think he's going to sign with the Dodgers. I hope he does. Uh, and that desire is a little bit stronger now. Yeah. And you know, the, there's again, always different reports every day. There was a report that the Cubs were out of the running for Otani. And then there was a report that they're not quite out of it, but others are perceived to be more front runners, AKA the Dodgers and Blue Jays and Giants and then angels. And then, you know, there, there's just a lot going on right now that, we can speculate and talk about it all, but at the end of the day, you know, I think the one report that hopefully is true is that he's set to make his decision in the next four to five days. So hopefully by next week or in next into next week, he'll make that decision. And, you know, as it stands for the winter meetings, that would have been beneficial for him to have done all this before to make that decision. Now there's been, you know, a few, or one big, bigger trait that we'll talk about a few smaller signings, uh, but we're going into the final day of uh, the final full day of winter meetings. And uh, as of 921 PM on Tuesday, that hasn't been too much. Yep. I have one other thing to say about this, but we could do that after the ad break. All right. Uh, yeah. Jeff's comment, Yoshinobu Yamamoto's worth and uh, more coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life. But, uh, you know, there's times where we need to talk about preparing for tough situations because that's just the reality of the world we live in. And whether you're on extended travel, bracing for that big earthquake in the L.A. area or any other major weather event or just limited by yet another supply shortage, you're covered because... Our partners at Jace Medical have life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis or Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others, all this stuff that could happen to any of us. And it's easy to get Jeff is, uh, you know, a dad, so he was already on board with it. He got his Jace case. It came within a few days, and uh, he's prepared for anything that happens uh, in his life. So why not? Why won't you be the same? Go to jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician. Your medications will all be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use code locked on for $20 off. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. If we're not your first listener of the day every day, you should consider it if you have time in the morning. 
But if we're just part of your listen at any point of the day and you're in every day or we still appreciate you. So, uh, yeah, go find us already at podcast and on YouTube. Just search for Locked On Dodgers. Remember, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On and the national shows covering every league. Locked On Sports Today, you can find it on YouTube and go subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Jeff, uh, we'll let you finish up the point and then head on to uh, Yamamoto talk. All right. I think the big takeaway from Tuesday was uh, the media's ability to make everything about them. Like, it is remarkable how many people turned on Shohei Otani uh, because somebody thinks that Dave Roberts might have gotten the Dodgers in trouble for leaking. When Shohei and his agent have not said publicly anything about the leaking, nobody has from their campus said anything about the Dodgers or what Dave Roberts said, and nobody was complaining when word came out a couple weeks ago that they would frown on leaking. It's only in the moment when now that somebody may or may not have leaked something and now everybody's up in arms about how insecure is Shohei Otani. I've seen several people saying, you know, things along that line. If, if he does let him let this keep him from, or keep him from signing with the Dodgers, that says more about him than anything else. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not about you. And like, if you're Shohei Otani, you've earned the right to free agency and to have that play out and make your decision based on whatever criteria you want. And if one of your criteria, maybe it's a, a litmus test and you know, well, I, I am a unicorn player. I'm going to have special needs and special demands when I'm on the team. So this is a test to see if they can follow one special demand ahead of time, you know, and, and that's perfectly reasonable. And, and I think that uh, between that and people saying the winter meetings need to be changed because nothing has happened. So it's been boring for the media you and I have both spent time in the media room at the winter meetings and heard people muttering about how boring it is. And it's like, well, you know what? Uh, winter meetings aren't for you. You know, they're, you're there to do your job. And uh, sorry if it's not exciting enough for you. Anyway, uh, I, I'm glad we're not quite insiders uh, because, uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been a glowing day for the media on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can be boring for fans too, but that's just because we're used to the other leagues and the way free agency goes in those leagues. So yeah, that's just a matter of nature of the beast. But uh, we did get a small nugget. Again, every nugget is taken with a grain of salt, depending on who it comes from or, or anything at this matter. If it isn't straight from anybody's mouth that is directly involved. John Heyman uh, reported or mentioned that Yoshinobu Yamamoto's deal could start getting into the $300 million range. Uh, there was another report that said it would for sure get into 200 million and, you know, maybe the mid to high 200, $200 million range. And now the conversation is one, you know, do we actually believe that is possible? And two, for the Dodgers sake, you know, how high do you go for a player that, you know, despite knowing what kind of stuff he has still has never faced major league hitters on a consistent basis. Yeah, and uh, our, our buddy Ben Kaspik made a, a good point on Twitter. I'm scrolling his timeline now trying to trying to find it. Uh, yeah, he said on Twitter, he said that Farhan Zaidi, the former Dodgers GM, now the Giants GM or president of whatever, whatever he is, said he's talked about how free agency is not the best way to acquire youth and athleticism because guys are typically about 30 years old. That's not the case here with uh, Jung-Hoo Lee and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, both 25 years old, 
they're really special cases age-wise. And, you know, Ben's a smart guy. Other than being a Giants fan, Ben is really, really smart. And I think that he makes a really good point that most of the time the Dodgers do sit out free agency somewhat because uh, it's not the most cost-effective. You know, Zach Greinke got more years than the Dodgers were comfortable with. Bryce Harper got more years than the Dodgers were comfortable with. And that was even with Harper being, you know, uh, almost unprecedentedly young in free agency. You know, but all these guys who get these big deals, like we talked about before, it's usually paying for what you've done rather than what you're going to do. With Yoshinobu Yamamoto, there's a very real chance that whatever team signs him will actually be paying for what he's going to do. Because, you know, guys coming over from Japan, usually he's probably not going to get a a 10-year deal. You know, if he gets an eight-year deal, that takes him through age 33. And so he's going to be in his prime for a lot of, the, of an eight-year deal, uh, assuming he stays healthy. And that's always never a safe assumption with pitchers, but you, you know what I mean. But uh, he is you know, not quite the unicorn that, that Shohei Otani is, but a, an elite starting pitcher hitting free agency at age 25 doesn't really happen very often. And, and so I think it does make sense for teams to go crazy a little bit on, on Yamamoto. Uh, even though he hasn't pitched in the big leagues that we have enough years of data of how MPB generally translates to the big leagues to know what to expect. And uh, you know, we saw what, what Aaron Nola got. Uh, and I believe that Yamamoto is a better pitcher right now than Nola and significantly younger. And so he's going to get a lot more than Nola. And whether that's 230 or 250 or 300 million, I don't really know. But, uh, you know, if you talk about an eight year deal, um, I, I doubt it would get to 30 million, 300 million, you know, uh, but eight years, 250 million, that's not really that much more than eight years, 220 million you know, an extra 4 million bucks a year or so, which, you know, is a lot to you and me, not a lot to a major league team, especially a team like the Dodgers. Uh, and so I I would guess that uh, he's going to get a lot of money and he's probably going to be worth it unless he gets injured. Yeah, I think, you know, for him, obviously the benefit is there's a lot of teams in on him and seemingly every day or even in the same day, we get someone new as the, front runner or or you know the other day it was the Yankees were you know the front runner for him then it was you know the Giants were the front runner for him and then there's been reports that you know the Mets maybe won't be outbid for him uh because you know they want to pair him with with Kodai Senga and you know there's the Dodgers have obviously been involved there's been you know every big money team has been involved I do wonder you know kind of obviously the age is the big part of it like but I wonder like guys like you know Blake Snell and things of that are seeing all these numbers and like, hey, I've already proven myself in the big leagues and I'm not getting linked to those type of numbers. But again, that's just, you know, it, it's a combination of a few things, uh, you know, the unknown, you know what you're getting with Blake Snell for the most part. And, you know, you can love that or not love that. Obviously, winning Cy Young would be good, but, you know, there's different ways to go about it. And he hasn't always had the best seasons. Uh, you know, with Yamamoto, it's a little bit of the unknown. And I think, you know, we've seen you know, guys come over, Senga last year. I mean, you Senga kind of had a weird year because it was quiet because the Mets weren't good, but he had a really solid season for, you know, what it was, and he's not even as heralded as Yamamoto was, so as Yamamoto is. So, yeah, I think there's – obviously the Dodgers are going to have a point where they don't want to spend. I don't think Yamamoto is going to get 300 mil. 
I think 250 mil is, you know, definitely more in, in the cards now, especially if it's a longer term deal. And again, he, he can sign an eight year deal and still have a chance to sign another three plus year deal after he finishes that. If, you know, if he stays durable and healthy and, and pitches well. So yeah, I, I think obviously the Dodgers have a number, I think 250 would maybe be the number I would be comfortable with for a guy like him. But obviously it's all going to depend on years and breakdown and yeah, yeah, but it's going to be fun to watch, and it's I kind of feel like flashbacks of who was it Bryce Harper and Manny Machado yeah. who were free agents the same offseason. It's like who's going to sign first, and seem like they're waiting on each other. I wonder if there's any of that here with Otani and Yamamoto, or if it's just that they're both uh, you know taking a little bit of time. And you know, at least with Yamamoto, there's an end date. Yeah, yeah, and Machado and, and Harper didn't sign till you know what Harper was in spring training, yeah. right? Like so. Yeah, we're we're I assume we're gonna get an answer on Otani before that, and we're definitely gonna get an answer on Yamamoto long before that. Yeah. All right, there was a trade that happened among two AL East teams, two AL East rivals involving a former Dodger, Alex Verdugo. We're gonna talk about just that trade in general, kind of closing out the Mookie Betts trade as a big picture with the Red Sox, and maybe not fully closing it for the Red Sox side with the uh, you know potential thing that could happen. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Remember to become an everydayer by listening or watching to Locked On Dodgers every day. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. And also check out Locked On Sports Los Angeles, a 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube that covers all Los Angeles sports at all points of the day. So go subscribe and uh, you'll see us on there for sure. All right, Jeff. So late later uh, Tuesday night, not more later on the East Coast, uh, there was a trade announced that Alex Verdugo was going to the Yankees for three pitchers from, or three pitchers are going to the Red Sox. Uh, not a surprise that Verdugo got traded because it's kind of already been reported. They've seemingly had issues with him still in terms of whatever it is. He's had to sit out some games and, and stuff like that. And he's going into, I believe, his final year uh, before he's a free agent. So, not surprised there. The surprise was he went to the Yankees. The Yankees and Red Sox have only traded, I believe, this was the seventh time ever. And uh, usually they're not bigger trades like this, or at least with a, a name of somewhat some stature. And the report right after the Verdugo trade was kind of split between Yankees are still pursuing Juan Soto and two, the Yankees may use Verdugo to get Juan Soto. But before we get into that type of stuff, uh, yeah, this officially closes out. Well, I guess not officially. Connor Wong's still on the Red Sox, I believe, or in the organization. But he had already been DFA'd, right? And then he got picked back up. I think so, so yeah. Yeah, so the that close, that trade officially closed on that side where, you know, I think the Dodgers ended up uh, doing pretty well in that trade. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when, when the Dodgers made the trade, obviously they got the best player in the trade in Mookie Betts. Um, and the justification from the Red Sox side, you know, partly was, you know, payroll flexibility, getting rid of Mookie and Price's contracts. Um, but also we're getting whatever it was, 15 years of team control between these three players, uh, you know, for maybe 16 years, four years of Verdugo. Uh, play, actually, I guess it was five years. So yeah, 17 years of, of, of team control over these players. And so just by sheer numbers, you think, well, maybe, and Mookie was 
a one-year rental. Uh, while the Dodgers did sign him to an extension, really the one year is all that matters. And maybe if you crunch the numbers, I well, with the shortened 2020 season, I would guess that Verdugo, Downs, and Wong combined for as much war as Mookie in the shortened 2020 season uh, since they got traded. Uh, but it's a lot closer than you would expect it to be. Three players over four years uh, compared to one 60-game season. And the fact that Mookie Betts is still a Dodger and is going to retire a Dodger and is going to go in the Hall of Fame with the Dodger hat on his plaque, probably. And the Red Sox now have, you know, all they have left from that trade is the guy that got thrown in, you know, because the Bruce Dargatter all part fell apart or whatever. It's like, uh, yeah, it, it was a bad trade at the time. You can understand why the Red Sox did it, but it uh, it only looks worse now. Yeah, and you know, Red Sox fans are still up, up in arms about it. There's the occasional people that try to justify it, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's really any justification there. But how it can also affect the Dodgers is in regards to a Juan Soto trade, whether that's Verdugo being used, which would be kind of funny if you know the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts for Verdugo as the main piece. They end up keeping him a few years, and then they trade him to the Yankees, and then they help their rivals end up getting Juan Soto for a year, which would just be the ultimate. Like, if you're a Red Sox fan, that's got to be, like, ultimate, just all bad. Uh, but regardless, the Yankees still in the mix for Soto. Obviously, for the Dodgers' sake, if it's Verdugo or whoever else, the Yankees are looking to deal for Juan Soto. It just it really knocks down the Padres another tier, I think, if they don't have him in the lineup. Yeah, it you know, Verdugo is very good. He's no Juan Soto. I, I could see Verdugo, if he did get traded to the Padres, could see him becoming a Dodger killer. He seems like the kind of guy who might get that chip on his shoulder. They didn't want me, and now I'm in their division. Uh, you know, and so he could be the kind of guy who does play well against the Dodgers. But overall, uh yeah, Alex Verdugo is not the player that Juan Soto is by any means. And we'll see that a year from now when they both hit for agency and Soto gets a whole lot more money than Verdugo. Uh, but yeah, you know, it would, it could be that, you know, if the Padres want to trade Soto, but they also need a replacement, especially with talks that the Padres are trying to force uh, Trent Grisham to be in, involved in a Juan Soto trade to take his money off the table. You know, may, maybe this is something that, you know, if the Yankees eat some of Verdugo's contract uh, money wise and, you know, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it, it does seem to make sense. If the Yankees really do want Soto, it would make a lot of sense for Verdugo to be one of the ones going back uh, to the Padres in that trade. And then we would never have to see what Alex Verdugo looks like without his most Schrute beard. Yeah, that that's the other part of it. Definitely would have to take off a few of the chains as well if he stays in New York. So it would be a, a different look for, for Verdugo, but yeah, I mean, for the Dodgers, it might not mean much, but uh, I guess it could mean something. Their Juan Soto talks have been kind of stalled lately. The Yankees and them are still trying to figure things out. The Blue Jays were a hot name for a while, but they're kind of in the Otani mix now, so it's kind of calm there. Other than that, there hasn't really been much else. You know, Eduardo Rodriguez is at the winter meetings. I don't think there's anything there for the Dodgers because – you know, they're not necessarily looking for that, and maybe they have a bad taste in their mouth. You know, Giolito's a few teams were named. The Dodgers have already been linked to him before. I don't know, Jeff, you think anything happens for the Dodgers here in the next day? It, uh, probably something, but nothing major. I mean, really, it comes down to 
when Otani, I mean, we know that Otani's met with the Dodgers. We know he's met with the Giants and we know he's probably met with the Blue Jays. And if they really are the finalists along with the Angels, he knows what the Angels have to offer. And so, I mean, his decision could come anytime. Uh, and, you know, so that could be today. But I could also, I could totally see Otani not wanting to sign during the winter meetings because he doesn't want to do a press conference at the winter meetings um, with all the national media there. He might rather just do the press conference with the local media in whatever market he signs with. Uh, so, you know, I would guess that nothing major happens. In, uh, I mean, the big thing today is the Rule 5 draft, and that's you know probably going to affect the Dodgers in that a couple of guys will probably get drafted. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't expect big news today. Speaking of draft, the Dodgers are slotted into the number 23 spot in next year's uh, draft in the first round, the lowest they've been in a while. Uh, the draft lottery has proven to be – uh, a bit of a, a wild card now because the both years there's been teams that have made not sig- last year wasn't a significant jump for the twins but they got up there this year was a pretty significant jump for cleveland going uh getting the number one overall pick with uh what was it two percent or 18 two percent chance two percent chance i think 18 out of a thousand uh of the algorithms or whatever were in their favor and they got the one that worked out for them so yeah, it, you know, when you go into the, the draft lottery and you see the, the A's had an 18% chance of getting the first pick, by far the highest of any team. But then you think about what 18% actually is, that's that's percentage chance the Dodgers have to win the World Series every year going into the postseason. And uh doesn't happen that often. You know, it's yeah. less than one in five is, is the actual odds. And so, yeah, you always take the field. Even though the A's had to have a better chance than any specific team, the A's have a much worse chance than the not A's have. And, uh, you know, I, am happy. The A's ended up what the fourth pick. Yeah. Uh, I I'm a big fan of not rewarding teams for sucking. Uh, you know, the draft lottery I think is dumb. I would rather, uh, reward tra- teams for trying to win. And the A's definitely don't fit that bill. And so, uh, I I'm happy that they didn't get the first pick. I wish they had gotten the 11th pick. Yeah. It did happen to the nationals teams that are on revenue sharing, can't have lottery picks back-to-back years or whatever the ruling is, so they got dropped down. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know how that works. I think the A's maybe would have to drop down next year. I don't know. But either way, uh, Dodgers have 23rd pick, highest in a while. They you know, they always seem to find someone in the late 20s, but, uh, you know, high 20s or, or low 20s, depending on how you think about it, uh, will be different aspect for them so yeah it's the, what their highest since 2017 and uh yeah i mean they haven't had a, a actual high pick since they drafted clayton kershaw they've been down in the 20s i think every year since then and so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see but they are very good at drafting so uh hopefully and they didn't sign any qualifying offer guys and so they didn't have that penalty uh get enjoy it now because if they sign otani next year the highest their pick could be would be, you know, 30, 31st or whatever. So, and that's if they, yeah. So it's a, enjoy it now. Yeah. All right. That's uh, going to do it for today's episode. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. If you want to spill the beans about us, like Dave Roberts did about the Dodgers meeting, you can do that by telling your friends and family to find Lockdown Dodgers wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and how to become an everydayer, which is to watch or listen every day. 
Also, a reminder, the 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube is here, Locked On Sports Today. All you have to do is search for that on YouTube, and you can get news from all the leagues, all the top sports stories, all day and night long. You can also find the L.A. version on Locked On Sports Los Angeles, wherever you find, or not wherever you find podcasts, but on YouTube, so. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either of us with questions, comments, topics, concerns. You can also send those via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart advice play podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.